You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible mentions it, you guys. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Once we know our identity, we therefore know our authority. That's powerful. I'm going to repeat that. Once we know our identity, we therefore know our authority. So I'm so excited you guys to uh, join me today. And we're going to be talking about his hands and feet. Let God move. I just really believe that this message is going to bless you powerfully this day. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to come before your people. Thank you to be a light to every place that you allow me to go to. Thank you that people leave and they leave changed, Father, that they leave understanding that you are real, that you are God. I ask you that miracle signs and wonders happen, Father, as this message goes forth and that literally something, a light bulb comes off, revelation hits, Father, for the people, that they literally, that their lives be transformed for your namesake. So we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, thank you for tuning in. Super excited. You guys definitely go ahead, share, 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 share the video, share the content with everybody that you know, hit that button. And so we're speaking about his hands and feet and allowing God to move. And as we speak, we have to understand that God speaks as we move. God moves. You know why? Because God works through people. And so God is intentional. He is very strategic and Our obedience to what God tells us can change the world. I want to repeat that our obedience to what God tells us when we relay it, listen, it can change the world. So we have to understand that we were made to be earth shakers in our own right. And we will be as we actively carry out the plans that God have for our lives. We are, guess what? His body. We are God's body. As we accepted Jesus, as we accept him, we are the body of Christ. But in order for a body to function properly um, or appropriately, listen, every part of the body must do its part. So I wanted to ask you all, are you actively functioning as God has set you? I'll take a few moments for you, for you to think about it. And so um, this doesn't mean that everybody's assignment is behind a pulpit in a church building. It's bigger than that. We, we have to catch that concept as the church. Um, we have to catch that concept as a believer. Your work does not stop behind in, within the church service. And so um, most of us think that and we have that mindset, but we should understand that our greatest effect is going to be on the outside world. It really is. And so, yes, it's absolutely beautiful. It's wonderful that we have the church services. They are definitely needed. But after you get fed, after you become changed, delivered, etc., whose life are you affecting? Whose life are you pouring back into? It is imperative that we pour back. Are you believing the God in you by moving with your gifts and your talents and the roles that he's called you to? Okay. And so don't compare yourself to anybody else because it's very dangerous. A lot of times people compare themselves with somebody else and they won't actively do what God has set them to do because they're sitting and they're watching somebody else. Well, I want to do it that way or I want to do it this way. Listen, God knows what he's doing. And so I I want you all to know that we are definitely 
um, know what we're definitely called to do and know that we'll be held accountable for what we're called to do. I, I want to read this passage of scripture in Matthew 5, 14, 30. It talks about the parable of talents because this is imperative, you guys. And so it says, 14, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling from a far country who called his servants, his own servants, and delivered them his, his goods to them gave him talents. And so in one, he gave five talents to another two and another one. And I want to highlight this part to each according to their own ability. God knows what he's doing. And immediately he went on a journey Then he went and it says, then he who received the five talents went and traded them and made five more talents. And likewise, he who received two gave two also. And but the one who received one, he dug a hole in the ground. He dug in the ground and he hid the Lord's money. After a long time of the Lord, after a long time, the Lord's servant, um, he, after the long time, the Lord came back to his servants and he settled accounts with them. And it says, so the one who had five talents, he came, he brought him the five other talents saying, Lord, you deliver me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And so, um, and then it says, he who also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good, faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a, a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. But look, he, look, there is what, this is what's yours. But his Lord answered him and said, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to deposited my money into the bankers at the coming. I would have received back my own interest, but he, so he took the talent away from, for him. And then he gave it to the one with 10 talents. And it says for to everyone who has more will be given and to him who have a, uh, and he who have abundance, but him who does not have even what he has will be taken away and cast and um, cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so we have to understand that when we use what we have, we will begin to see more fruit. And so David was a great example of this as well. David was faithful in all that God had called him to. Then God expanded his reach, which is his influence for God's namesake. And guess what? Jesus came out of the lineage of David. First Samuel 16, 18, it mentions this. It says, so we, so we know David as a shepherd also, but when Saul was having his issues with the distressing spirit that Lord sent, um, he was looking for, for some relief. And it says that one of the servants answered and said, look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethamite, who is skillful in playing. He's a mighty man of valor. He's a man of war. He's prudent in speech and he's a handsome person and the Lord is with him. That's several different things, you know, that he's using multiple gifts, multiple things that God has chosen him to, to use. And guess what? In his using what he had, he was noticed. In his using what he's had, he was chosen. He was elevated. He was hand-selected by the king himself to come and to play the harp and relieve him of the distressing spirit. You all, when you're actively using what God 
has given you, people are going to notice opportunities are going to happen. Doors are going to open because God needs to look. God needs to move. We are his hands and his feet. And so know that Jesus said greater works he shall do in John 14, 12. It says most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And it says, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. I love how he said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. If we're believing in what if we're believing in Jesus and we're believing what God put in us, we should put it to work and we should see greater results because we believe in God. We believe in him. We believe in, in what he's about and we shall see greater. And so I don't, I really want everybody to grab a hold of this. Jesus was one of, he was the greatest example, true, true indeed in the Bible. And if we're looking at Jesus as our example, then we cannot ignore how he carried out his assignment. He did, you look at his story, Jesus did what was necessary for him to become trained. At 12 years old, a little boy, he did what was necessary for him to become trained. He became studied. He would, he be, um, you know, he began to train so that he could eventually help others. He set himself aside to be used by God and he did not make excuses. Guess what? He made adjustments. And so of course, a 12 year old boy, of course, someone little probably want to go play, but he made adjustments because he said, I'm being used by God. We understand it was God in flesh, but he was still, um, in flesh and on earth. And so he had to live and grow and all of that. So we can no longer make excuses, but we must choose wisely and allow God to work through us like never before. The world needs to see a functional, healthy example. You guys, I'm going to repeat that. The world needs to see a healthy, a functional, healthy example. And so honest question, do y'all believe that you are functioning in a healthy manner in your life or call? I want you guys to be real with yourself, the manner that God called you to. Do you really believe that? And it's, it's not about being perfect. I want to say this, but it's about being available than allowing the perfect one to work through you. Again, the body, we're the body of Christ. Your gifts should go outside of the church after Wednesday, after Sunday, or whenever you attend services, how are you allowing the world to see Jesus? If we don't move, who will move? If we do not move, who will carry out the will of God? Who's going to carry it out? Are you being fruitful? And so I think a lot of times people forget that God works through people. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned some of this earlier, but understanding that God does work through people. I wanted to add this part in here. It is important as to how you treat people. True indeed. It's important. And I feel led to add that there because your next breakthrough could be attached to a person that it probably is because your effect on a person can remain with them for the rest of their lives. And it could actually become an idea as to what a believer is. If you're portraying and say, I'm a believer, I'm this and that, and you don't treat them well. Now they have this negative view, negative connotation um, toward God. And, and, and you left a damaged view of who God is and that's not who he is. So remember Remember who we represent in our actions. Remember, we're parts of the body of God. We're parts of the body of Christ. And so with that said, we have to move with wisdom. We have to move with care. And so now I want to read this. I think this is important to read about the functions of the body. I'm going to read all of it because I want us to hear this. And so 1 Corinthians 12 
starting at verse four, it says, there are diversities of gifts, but the but same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for a profit of all. It says, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another workings of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but one in same in the same spirit works all these things distributing to each individually as he wills as he wills you guys and so unity and diversity in one body it says for as the body is one and has many members but all the members of that of that one body being many are one so also is Christ for by one spirit we are all baptized in one body whether Jew Greek whether slave or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit for in fact the body is not um, the body it says for in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is that, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? It says if the whole body were the eye, where would the hearing be? This is good stuff. You guys, if the whole, if the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? It says, but now God has set the members, God has set the members, each of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? This is so critical. You guys, God is just trying to really, really, really get into us. I've chosen you for what you're supposed to be chosen for. You are anointed for a specific purpose. The purpose, the shoe fits for what you are called to. You have extra grace to carry out what God's called you to do. Get that. It says, but now indeed there are many bodies, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again to the head and feet, I have no need of you. It says, no, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. So the toe, the little pinky toe is necessary. All the members of the body, which we think are less honorable on those we bestow great honor and are un unpresentable uh, parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. It says, but God composed the body. This is good. Having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. It says that there should be no schism in the body. We all need to work together, but that there should be members but that the members should have the same care of one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. One member is honored, all members rejoice with it. It says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healing, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And so I wanted to really, really read that, you guys, for several reasons. Like, 
we need to understand God did not make a mistake when he chose us to do what we're doing. First and foremost, we really, 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 really need to understand that. And so I want us to be active in every capacity that God has chosen us for. And now I want to transition to this part. So we have to understand that Jesus did most of his ministry where in the marketplace. I want you to hear that again. Jesus did most of his ministry in the marketplace. What is the marketplace, you may ask? I definitely want you guys to go ahead and read the New Testament. The gospel is about his ministry, about what he did. Read the New Testament period. talks about him all throughout it. But he spent most of his time around the people that didn't necessarily identify as he did outside of the church, meaning he was around the people that needed him the most. He was, it, the Bible mentions tax collectors, prostitutes, you know. And so some people, uh, of course, they knew the law. But they had never seen the manifestation of God in the way that Jesus, how Jesus was, how he portrayed himself. He was humble. He was meek, but he held authority. He knew who he was. He was compassionate. He was caring. He was bold. He showed us what the fear of God is supposed to look like. He showed us how to keep God first and how to treat people. He showed us literally to care for those who need God. He showed us to care for those who need God. And of course, to care for those who already um, know him. But guess what? He came to tend to the lost sheep. We can't forget John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Why did he come? So that we will not perish and have everlasting life to show us a great example of how to live, how to operate, how to love others. And so his body, God's body is needed on the earth. The body of Christ is needed in the earth. The areas of influence can be broken down. Some of you may have heard this before. There's the seven mountains, um, uh, you know, uh, studies. And it's just talking about the, the ways that Influence happens among the earth and it's known as an arts, entertainment, business, education, family, government, media and religion. And I think a, a lot of times, again, I mentioned this earlier, but we, we only stay within that that focus of religion. We don't really want to move outside of there. And so to tell you the truth, again, um, majority of the people are not going to be behind a pulpit in the church building. However, your pulpit Maybe in one of the other six mountains of influence. How can, you know, how can the arts and entertainment area be affected if you're not there? If God has called you to it, guess what? You must do it. If, if, if light is not in a dark place, how can things change? You know, oftentimes we only hear about the negativity, the negative things of, of certain situations. Oh, all the sin. Oh, they're doing this and they're doing that. If God's called you to be an actor, a model, to be whatever it is, guess what? That is your platform to shine. That is your platform to be God's hands and feet. You know why? Because you're going to do things differently. There's going to be a light that's on the inside of you in Hollywood. There's going to be a light inside of you when people see that you don't compromise, when people see that you don't have to be around the masses and do what everybody else is doing, but somehow, some way, you seem to prosper. Somehow, some way, you seem to constantly get booked uh, with everything that you go to. You constantly are getting auditions. You constantly are getting booked and making money. And they're saying, this person is not compromising. This person has standards. How is this happening? Guess what? Because you're a light. 
God sent you there. God needs us in Hollywood. Those who are called to be in Hollywood, you listen, it's time for you to transition and do what God is telling you to do. I'm not saying pack your bags tomorrow and leave. I'm saying be sensitive to what God is telling you and transition when it's necessary. We are God's hands and feet. We must do it, you guys. And so there's a reason why God has selected you in the area that he has selected you. Again, the parable of the talents. When you use what you have, you're going to start using getting more gifts. You're going to be like, wow, okay, I got talents here, got talents there. And more opportunities are going to be used. And so has God been telling you, you know, one in business, has God been telling you to start a business, but you're afraid? Could this be with you starting a business, a way to break poverty, generational poverty off of your family line? You know, could this be a way to see the manifestations that God has always wanted you to see? Starting a business, if God has called you to that business mountain, if he's anointed you, if he's giving you extra grace to handle business, to handle money, to be an entrepreneur or just really be good in that area, that and, and to have more access to money, guess what? That is to establish his kingdom on the earth. That is to put more, um, you know, have a, a businesses, businesses of integrity. That is to keep God first and let the people know that I could treat you with kindness and pay you six figures a year. I can operate with integrity when everybody else is doing other things. And guess what? My numbers every quarter are higher beyond expectation. Being trustworthy with your transactions. If again, you talk about Oh, their business deal, their scammers and all of that. If God's called you to business, go ahead. You need to do things the right way. And so business may not necessarily mean that you're just an entrepreneur, but you could work, you know, be just work in, in different businesses and be a light and, and, and come forth with a great standard that everything shifts in the company because you're there. Prosperity happens like Joseph because he was in Potiphar's house. Everything that he touched prospered because he was in Egypt everything that they did not all die from the famine. You have to understand that prosperity can hit different areas because you are there because God is in you. When they see the favor on your life and they say, I want to know more about you, open door. You share what God leads you to share. And so, um, again, if you see there are things in education that needs to change and I, do you know, do you believe that God is showing up mighty and strong in education? If not, and you feel prompted to get into that, God has called you to shift and to shake that area, bring God back in education. Again, a lot of times we may see certain things off and say, well, they're not doing this right or they're not doing that right. Well, let's talk about the solution. Let's talk about what God is, is, is sharing with you during this time to literally shift things so that literally the body of Christ is functioning in every area. He's moving. His hands is moving. His feet is moving. His legs are moving. His arms are moving. We're doing what God is telling us to move. We're all moving together. Guess what? We're all moving together. The bunk, the uh, the body can function properly. It can, it can make it to the next place. It can go around the whole earth, you know? And so... Um, and so I, I just, I want you guys, I'm just going to briefly, I'm not going to read all of this, but I want you guys to know within these next, um, scriptures, it shows what happens when you are moving on one in one accord, when you are in the right place at the right time, doing what God has called you to do, because when you are increase should happen when you are, there should be good fruit and a manifestation of something that's good should happen. And I wanted to just briefly talk about the day of Pentecost. And it says in acts two, um, starting at verse one, third, one, third, one through 13, 
We're not going to read all of that, but just bits and pieces. But it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with all in one accord. They were all in one place on one accord. And it says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty uh, rushing wind. And it, were, it filled the whole house um, they were sitting in. They were told that Holy Spirit was coming. But yeah, but listen, what I want you guys to understand is they were obedient. They were active. They moved when God said moved. They were in the place where they were supposed to. And then it says appear, appear to them. It says divided tongues as a fire. Um, it says one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Listen, guys, I want you to pay attention to this. The crowd's response. You heard what happened to them. They were on one accord. They were active. They were doing what God was telling them to do. And then it says, and there dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under the heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together because of their obedience. What happens? The multitude came together. It says they were confused because every one of them heard his own language. That's powerful. It says they were amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are these not the Gileans? And so it says, and how is it that we hear each of them in our own language? And it talks about how it was Cretans, Arabs, Jews. It was they were from everywhere, but yet still God spoke through through the disciples, God spoke through the believers, God spoke to the ones that were there and guess what change happened. And so because of that, it literally said that there were thousands that came to Jesus that day because of their obedience, because they heard their own language and whatever God was speaking through them, through the apostles, through the disciples, whatever God was speaking through them, it touched their heart. And so as we move the way God is causing us to move Guess what? There's going to be fruit. There's going to be an expansion to the body because it is about expansion. It is about allowing his body to grow. It is about allowing his body to reach throughout this land. Are we making an effect in this earth? Are we doing what God has causing us to do? If it's the fam in the ministry, the uh, family mountain, if it is the uh, media mountain, whatever mountain it is, if it's political realm, you can't uh, be angry at every po political person in the office. Listen, if God has called you to that area, you talk about all the corruption, go and lead with integrity in that office. Run for state representative, whatever it is, whatever you feel God is leading you to. Understand that when we are on the scene, meaning God's ambassadors, we are his representatives. Things will change. There should be diff a difference taking place when we're on the scene because God is in us. And that means that God is there. God works through people. God has shown, Jesus showed us all throughout the Bible about the authority. When we do, when we're led by Holy Spirit, the authority that we have, when we're led by him, the things that could happen. And so we have to keep those um, stories in our mind. We have to keep the word of God in our heart. We literally have to so that we are active and not stagnant because God's body does not just sit. It walks, it moves, it travels. It, it, you know, go to the areas in the lands where God has called us to. So I just want to just encourage you all to be active in everything that God has called you to. And if there's any excuses, any hurt, anything that's happened to you in the past and you say, well, I don't want to do this or do that. I pray that healing takes place in your heart and that you allow God to shift things so that you can move the way that he's calling you to and be in a make a, 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 a earth earth shaken type of manifestation and change in your region. This is a time this world needs God. 
So what are you doing so that they see it? See him. All right, you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. Check me out at www.ericadhomes.com. Support HSBN and remember. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with airy.